0: There is no off-season. Mitchell Northam is here talking ACC basketball. Locked on women's basketball starts now. You are locked on
1: women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome. You are Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Megdahl. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. Of course, you should subscribe. Listen to us first every day by having these podcasts delivered. Mitch, do you know how much it costs to have those delivered to your, po- to your podcast app every day?
1: Uh, I think it's free. Is it's that
0: right? free. It's free. So make sure you do it. Make sure you're following us at Locked on WBB on Twitter. <laughs> Make sure you're reading everything our incredible staff at The Next is doing at TheNextTubes.com. Over 100 reported pieces on women's basketball every single month. Every single month. It's $9 a month, $72 a year. It all goes towards supporting writers, editors, photographers. Make sure you are part of the solution to women's basketball coverage. We're going to be talking ACC today. ACC always say, ah, I mean, the season, it doesn't start till November. It ended in April. Why are we talking about the ACC? Well, well, there's a lot of reasons to talk about the ACC. Wake Forest has a coaching change. Jen Hoover was fired. We're going to talk about them. talking about the new ACC head coaches who might fair the best I have some theories I'll bet Mitch does too and transfers everyone's on the move all the time and there's going to be some new look ACC teams but Mitch I want to start if we can with Wake Forest and I know we were both surprised to see Jen Hoover fired to see that change happen take me through first of all what you saw happen and second of all what do you think it means?
1: Yeah, um, right. So Wake Forest fired Jen Hoover as a Twins basketball coach on May 11th. And, yeah, the immediate reaction, I think, from you, from me, from everyone I talked to was one of uh, befuddlement, bewilderment. It was weird. It was strange. Um, you know, Jen Hoover is not only a Wake Forest alum, but she's one of the best Demon Deacon players ever. They made the NCAA tournament with her in 1988. She had been the head coach there for 10 years, um, took the Deeks back to the NCAA tournament finally last season in 2021. Um, She also took Wake to, you know, I think three WNITs, and she was the program's winningest coach. She's produced a handful of WNBA players. So it's fair to say that Wake Forest has been its most successful in women's basketball when Jen Hoover has been a part of the program. Um, You know, in 2021, they gave her a multi-year extension. And then all of a sudden, you know, on May 11th, um, she gets fired um, If you wanted to make the argument for Hoover to be dismissed It's not that difficult She was 49 and 118 in ACC play That's not great Wake never had a winning record in ACC play under her watch That's not great um, And they only finished a season with a record over, over 500 or better three times Also not great um, This past season, Wake was 16 and 17 But they won an ACC tournament game And they won a WNIT game Really, the strange thing about this was the timing, right? Um, you know, I mentioned again, this happened on May 11th, long after the coaching carousel stopped spinning. It also happened, according to multiple reports, at the ACC meetings in Florida. Um, the AD, John Curry, said he made the decision after meeting with Hoover there one morning. Um, mm-hmm. The other kind of weird thing about this was. Curry was incredibly complimentary of Hoover, um, not only in the press release announcing the firing, but also during his availability with the media. Um, And then Wake Forest gave Hoover a platform to talk about being fired in their press release, which is something I'm not sure I've ever seen, um, at least from a Power Five program, from an ACC program. Um, And she said, I I wrote it down here, um, I'm disappointed and deeply saddened to receive the news that I was terminated today without cause. Um, you know, th- just that in a press release from the coach you just fired is just really interesting um, framing. And, you know, I wonder if that was done to sort of um, hopefully, I guess, keep relationships open with Jen Hoover. Um, you know, so in short, you know, the decision to dismiss her was not strange, but everything around it, the timing and the circumstances very much
0: is. The legendary nature of her work at Wake Forest and her play at Wake Forest, like you said, suggests a need to keep somebody within the program. So I guess there's a positive about that. I do think it's interesting context you provide. And by the way, I would be remiss not to point out this is what Mitch does. He has a book out that you absolutely have to get called High School Basketball on Maryland's Eastern Shore, Shore Hoops History. Make sure you pick it up. Uh, I was uh, privileged to read it ahead of time, uh, which was a real thrill for me. Uh, Mitch and I have worked together for a long time. Um, so do not miss that available wherever books are sold. But again, you know, that context really comes back to a program looking to move beyond just a question of perception. I feel like there's a larger women's basketball reality that is maybe being embraced here, hopefully is being embraced here, Mm -hmm. which is to say that just having a name checking off a box is not enough. There needs to be success. Do you have any indication that Wake Forest to, you know, I know on things like, uh, what they spend on assistant coaches. Historically, they've been below what you typically expect mm-hmm. from a power five that maybe Wade Forest is looking to make a movement forward. And how much does their new hire contribute to that in your mind?
1: Yeah, I think for um, – and, and the new coach, of course, is Megan um, Jebia from American University. Right. I think for her to be um, successful or for her to have a chance of being successful, they sort of have to make amends in some of those areas. Um, I mean, like you said, Wake Forest is, is not an easy place to win at. Um, it's not an easy place to recruit to, despite it being an ACC school. You know, admission standards are high. The facilities are okay, but they're not great. They're nothing you would – you know, really write home about. Um, and, yeah, from what I've told and from what I've heard as well, they have historically not paid their assistant coaches very well compared to other programs in the conference. Um, you know, before Jen Hoover was hired, this was a job that Mike Peterson had, and he voluntarily left Wake Forest to go to North Texas. Um, North Texas. Coaches don't really leave the ECC to go to a mid-major in Denton, Texas. Yeah, so things have to change, I, I think, for for Jebbia to be successful. Um, I think we were all kind of curious as to who Wake might go after because of this timing. You know, the coaching carousel had kind of stopped moving, and any coach mo- looking to move up had probably already done so. Um, I thought that Wake might try to go after a non-current head coach, but someone mm-hmm. with experience, like a Gale Gostin course um, or something like that. But that was not the case.
0: Um, Melanie Malcolm would have been a really good hire for them, too, in that time, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Sure, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, different candidates like that. I think, you know, some coaches eager eager to get back into the head coach's chair. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Jebbia comes from American University, where she was very successful. She had five seasons, 20 wins or more. She took American to three NCAA tournaments. Um, she also s- seems to be really well-respected in coaching circles. Um, mm-hmm. I think Mike Tebow was – quoted in her um, in the press release that Wake Forest had about her. I think he said, you know, they had a jackpot of a hire with her. Um, the question is, is will her success from the Patriot League transition to the ACC? And can mm-hmm. she increase what the ceiling of Wake Forest, what their potential has been for the past three decades? Um, it it so, is worth
0: noting our Patriot League correspondent, Todd Gerclaus, the also raved about Julia. Yes, So, you know, clearly the people who have seen her work, believe that she's capable of doing it
1: yeah um so yeah i I think that's the big question is you know can this hire um and can wake forest put her in a position to increase their ceiling you know the past three decades their ceiling was kind of what jen hoover was achieving you know a really good a solid winning season every couple years a couple acc tournament wins every every so often you know made the ncaa tournament finally you know after nine seasons. Um, But yeah, I mean, that was kind of their ceiling. So, you know, does John Curry believe that this hire will change that? Um, Is he going to help her change that with resources, with improvements, with more salary for assistance? I think that's, that's the big question here.
0: What is that ceiling? What do you think it should be? What do you think it is?
1: Well, I, I sort of believe that their ceiling was kind of what they were doing. I'm not really sure. I mean, it's going to be really hard for them to sort of break through um, and become a team that is, like, consistently competing for ACC championships. Mm -hmm. So in Wake Forest's press release and during his availability, John Curry believes that they can do that. Um, I think it's going to kind of be hard to break through. You know, when we think about the power structure in the ACC, you know, at the top you have, you know, your NC States and your Louisvilles and your Notre Dames, and North Carolina is right back up in there too now. And, you know, Duke hired Kara Lawson and her goal is to be right back up there. Um, You know, I think Wake has a much longer road to get to that to that top level. Um, So we'll see. Um, I I think I think it's going to take a lot of work for and a lot of time um, for Wake to get to that to that level. Um, Is it impossible? No. Um, Could Wake get to, you know, a level where they're making NCAA tournaments more often than, you know, once every 30 years. Sure. Um, But it's, it's going to be difficult. I think.
0: You talked about the work that has to be done. And what's interesting to me is that Sakara does not provide any sort of need to work all that hard. Sakara is a wellness company. It's anchored in food as in medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Saqqara brings you these ready-to-eat chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches and dinners. They help to boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and they get your skin glowing. I, I mean, glowing skin. That's something I've never experienced before. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door, ready to eat. Uh, right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to Saqqara.com slash LockedOn20 or enter code LockedOn20, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-2-0 at checkout. That's Saqqara, sakar acom slash LockedOn20 to get 20% off your first order. Uh, I definitely, I, I, I need to see what glowing skin is like. That sounds very interesting to me. Very intriguing. So we talk about Coach Jebbia, and obviously she's going to be one of the newcomers. But there are a bunch of uh, turnover throughout the ACC. I have somebody who I think has the best chance to be the best coach next year in the ACC among the newcomers. Who is your number one?
1: Yeah. um, So, yeah, the ACC is going to look different next season. Last year, we only had one new head coach in the conference, Von Reed taking over in the interim for Quentin Hillsman after he was ousted. Uh, This year, yeah, Jebbie is one of four new coaches, along with Brooke Wyckoff succeeding Sue at Florida State, Felicia Legic Jack at Syracuse, and Amaka. Ogua Hamilton at Virginia. That's a mouthful. They just call her Coach Mox, I think, for short. Yeah. <laughs> All respect to her. Um, I think personally, I'm really interested in what Felicia Legic jack um, is building at Syracuse. Um, she brought over four transfers from Buffalo with her, including Mac Player of the Year, Diaz Fair, and Mac Freshman of the Year, Georgia Woolley. Um, this is something we've seen, in football recently with the way the transfer portal is now and how players are eligible to play right away, sort of importing not only your coaching staff from your previous school to your new one, but players as well. And I think this is the first time I've really seen that to this degree in women's basketball. So I'm interested in that, how that works out. Um, You know, Legic Jack is, she was a legend at Syracuse. Um, I think people have long identified, you know, as soon as Quentin Hillsman had one foot out the door, you know, this was this made the most sense as the hire to make, um, you know, she is Syracuse basketball, um, mm. she knows that area well, some of the hires that she's made were, were interesting, you know, she hired, I think, a longtime high school coach from the area, in addition to bringing over her staff from Buffalo, she also added Asia Strong from Wichita State, Olivia Owens from Kentucky, Kyra Wood from Temple, Um, And a couple high school recruits, including Lexi McNabb, who uh, is the daughter of Donovan McNabb. Mm -hmm. Um, Syracuse folks will know him well, as will Philadelphia Eagles fans.
0: Um,
1: So, yeah, for the second trade season, the Syracuse roster is going to look completely different than the previous one. Um, This one, you know, for for better reasons than the last time. Um, And I think this roster has has a chance to fare much better um, than last year as well. Um, So I think if I were – you know, kind of placing bets on which of the four new head coaches does the best in the first year. I, I think I'd go with Legic Jack at Syracuse. I, I'm really interested to see how she does.
0: I, I agree 100%. You know, there's something beautiful about the fact that she is new, it is new, but there is this continuity, this mm-hmm. return, you know, to having this legend come back, or have the daughter of the legendary Donovan McNabb in tow as part of the program too. But even just, and, and so that caught my eye too, who she's hiring. She's hiring to have uh, a, a leg up on local high school talent. She's looking to not make Syracuse merely regional, but national by hiring people from throughout the country. Indeed. It, it feels as if she has had a plan in mind for a long time for how she would maximize what Syracuse can be presumably a women's basketball power on par with what the men have been uh, under Jim Boeheim for my goodness, longer than I've been alive. So, you know, that's what I think they can be. I'm fascinated to see how quickly they get there. But of course, when we talk about the different changes in the ACC, it goes beyond just the coaching. I mean, the transfer portal, It's changed everything up. And I mean, I guess I want to start with Sanaya Rivers to NC State, not just because uh, an NC State alum uh, happens to be the founder of Blue Lena, which is a company we're working with uh, on audience expansion uh, and was very excited about Sanaya Rivers long before uh, we got uh, official word about Rivers coming, but how good can Rivers be right away for Westmore? Yeah,
1: um, I mean, I expect Rivers to start in the backcourt alongside Diamond Johnson. Um, you know, she's only a sophomore, but she's got she's going to have four years of eligibility left if she uses all that. We'll see. You know, um, but with the with the COVID thing, are um, actually. I guess since Sonia Rivers was a freshman last year, she only has three years of eligibility left and not four. So I had to check myself there. I just assume everyone has more eligibility than they actually do now. <laughs> um, she played a little bit, you know, at South Carolina this past season during their championship run. I think she played about 13 minutes a night, but it's clear that playing time was a big reason why she transferred. Um, and i mean
0: why wouldn't dawn staley play her more did she have a lot of other talent it's hard to fathom. I,
1: I, I believe she did i think I think dawn staley had a really good team this year and maybe just didn't have uh you know enough minutes it? to go around
0: i have to look that up how they finished
1: yeah i think I think things turned out well for them um well, you know, I think I think Don Staley's got a bright future in this business. <laughs> it's <up and> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, Sanaya River, she talked to her hometown newspaper in Wilmington, North Carolina, the Star News, and she told them that, you know, my decision came down to filling in spots um, and state makes a lot of sense. You know, they graduated four starters. And two of them were guards. Um, She also had this relationship with Wes Moore from when she was one of the top recruits in her class in 2021. She was rated third overall by ESPN. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she told uh, the Star News that she basically chose NC State over North Carolina, um, which makes some sense because – You know, if if you're looking at playing time, you know, UNC returns most of all of its backcourt, um, aside from Carly Littlefield, unfortunately. You Mm -hmm. know, Kelly's back and Kennedy Todd Williams is back and they're getting a freshman in Paulina Paris. So if Sanaya Rivers is looking to maximize her playing time, Mm -hmm. NC State is really the spot to do it. Um, You know, NC State lost a lot of players from graduation, you know, last year from Kai Crutchfield, Raina Perez, Kayla Jones. Elisa Kunane, um, but I think the additions of Rivers and Mimi Collins from Maryland and River Baldwin from Florida State, combined with these increased roles for Diamond Johnson, Ja'Kia Brown-Turner, Jada Boyd, Camille Hobby, I think they'll be in position to defend their ACC crown, and I'm really looking forward to, you know, what um, – you know a junior Diamond Johnson looks like with more responsibility in in playing time in NC State's offense. You know we saw what she did at Rutgers when she was a freshman. Um, we saw in spurts and moments and splashes at NC State what she could do. So with the with the you know all the car keys to the offense this year, um, that that'll be interesting.
0: I will to my dying day wonder what would have happened in the Elite Eight if Diamond Johnson had played more than what did put eighteen minutes. And that yeah. And, yeah.
1: and, and, and didn't play there.
0: much in overtime. Yeah. To my dying day, I will wonder about that Philly zone. Diamond Johnson didn't be fascinating to see. And like you said, Paulina Paris, somebody we need to talk about, about UNC in just a minute. Anyone who goes out and wins a Bergen County, New Jersey championship like Paulina Paris did with uh, Saddle River Day School is somebody who's going to be dangerous in the ACC Uh, Could even uh, challenge and do well in a conference as great as the Big East, if she had so chosen. But, you know, in in a smaller pond, still has a real opportunity. And I I wish her a lot of luck. But before we get to that, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Now, when I say all, I don't just mean MLB or the NHL. I mean, they had women's college basketball. They have the WNBA. They allow you to bet on men's and women's sports in equal measure, which is something that from a fairness, from an equity standpoint, made sense. Not to mention it means you're not as a betting company leaving money on the table. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, even eSports. So head to the website today, betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline where the game starts. So if you had been betting on whether I would make a New Jersey reference, I assume you would have bet uh, in favor of it happening, despite the fact that the odds would have been overwhelmingly stacked in my favor.
1: Yes. Despite um, there not being an ACC school in New Jersey, I would have, um, yeah, bet that heavily.
0: It's fascinating. I cannot wait to see how much Rutgers changes their footprint. We'd have a whole conversation alone. about the. Couple of- <laughs> it was a Mabry at Coach Washington's uh, press conference. The Mabrys were not a part of the previous administration at Rutgers. But anyway, that's another story for another time from a team that, quite frankly, ought to be in the Big East to this day as well. Uh, Agreed. The other transfers I want to make sure we get to, you know, we talked a little bit, UNC. My big thing is Miami has one Cavender, right? They have one Cavender or more, more than one Cavender. How many Cavenders th- does Miami have?
1: I think that uh, Miami
0: got both Cavenders. Two Cavenders, the Cavender trip. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And so what does that mean to be able to have both of them being able to play at the ACC? I mean, we joke mid-major, you know, obviously the ACC, uh, kidding aside, is as rare a conference as there is. Are the Cavenders ready to perform at that level from what you've seen?
1: Uh, I think so. Um, you know, I mean, I haven't um, watched a ton of Fresno state basketball um, mm-hmm. over the years, admittedly. Um, but, you know, Halen Cavender was, you know, all mountain West selection. Um, I think the mountain West player of the year, um, you know, so I think she's certainly ready to, to make the leap. Um And, uh, yeah, I think Hannah Cavender is more than capable of playing up there as well. Um, You know, I think Miami, I think the guard play was something that um, could have been a little bit better last season. I think both of them can help in that area. Um, I think, you know, Haley is probably, you know, the one that that will probably start. Um, Hannah maybe providing you a little bit more um, depth of that position. But, you know, Miami was a team that came on really, really strong last year, you know, made that crazy run to the ACC tournament final um, beat Louisville in the ACC tournament on, on a crazy shot. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see kind of um, how they fit into Miami and what positions um, Katie Meyer puts them in to
0: succeed. You and me both. I think it should be fascinating just across the board. And even Sam Brunel going to UVA, Sam Brunel, somebody out of high school I thought the world of in terms of, what you think she's capable of bringing. I think she has a chance at her best to be a number one option for a contending team. Do you think that overstates it or do you think Sam Brunel still has that ceiling?
1: I, I think she has that potential for sure. Um, you know, I, when I saw her at a freshman as, at Notre Dame, that was Muffet McGraw's last year there. Um, and I thought, you know, in a couple of years, this is going to be a player that the ACC is really going to have to reckon with. Um, mm-hmm. She had a couple injuries at Notre Dame. I think, maybe fell out of favor a little bit in terms of playing time with Neil Ivy for, for one reason or another. So I think it's good for her to kind of get this reset. You know, she gets to go back to her home state to a program that is also getting a fresh start. Um, And I think has, you know, the chance to be really a a solid building block for the foundation that Mox is trying to build there. Um, Yeah. I think this year, certainly, um, I think Sam Brunel and, and Mir McLean, you know, those are, you know, as good as one of two options um, as you could ask for, you know, for a rebuilding team in its first year. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of how she plays this year. New system, new offense, new everything. Um, really a fresh start for her.
0: We'll get to some more UNC talk in a future episode for sure. <clears throat> uh, but I want to thank our listeners for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. I just found something out. that's really interesting to me. There is apparently, uh, not only is there an NBA, a place where men can play professional basketball, but there was a player from UNC who went on to play in the NBA. Um, there was this, hold on, I'm just, Michael Jordan. I don't know, is that, are you familiar? Have you heard anything about him? In, that name rings a bell. It, it's men's basketball. So uh-huh. NBA yeah, it's, it's interesting. Well, you know, a lot of teams are apparently looking for the next, again, Michael Jordan. Uh, and they're looking to do it in the NBA draft. So make sure you go check out our Locked on NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stammen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thorne, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course, Bid boards it's free and available wherever you get podcasts apparently the men's coach at unc also played in the Nba hubert something i don't know i mean it's just interesting i think they've had a fair amount of success
1: yeah yeah and uh, i think that guy uh hubert what's his name i think um davis they, are you yeah, davis, they, right? uh, you know they they went to the national championship this
0: year that was interesting interesting yeah well, they had a in college, too, they had a, a men's national championship as well. Uh, yeah, it, it you know, good to good to see things starting to even out a little bit. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening to Lockdown Women's Basketball and my my NBA uh foolishness at the end of each program. Uh, we will be back with you uh tomorrow with Natalie Hevrin talking all things Atlanta 10, and then Missy Hydra finishes up your week. Uh, again. Mitchell Northam. Mitch, it's always great to see you. Buy his book. It's really good. Read everything he has to write about. And uh, we look forward to having you back on the program again soon. We'll talk about UNC in their in their primary basketball program on the women's side.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Courtney Manghart is building uh, some good things there, I think.
0: Um, she sure is. She sure is. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You have yourself a wonderful Wednesday. <laughs>
1: locked on women's basketball your daily podcast on women's basketball part of the locked on podcast network your team every day